0: Hey, friends, we are in episode six of eight in the COVID Chronicles. And y'all, I hope you're ready for today's podcast because it is so good. But before I introduce our guest for today, I want to ask you to head to the rating and review section of the podcast and please leave a review and let us know how this series has encouraged you so far during the COVID 19 pandemic. Let us know who has inspired you, who has challenged you, and who has lifted your spirits. And we want to read your testimony of encouragement on upcoming episodes, so please take a minute and let us know how you have been uplifted so far. Okay, so today's fabulous guest is registered nurse Melissa Panabaker. Melissa is not only a nurse on the front lines during this COVID-19 pandemic, but she's also in grad school to become a nurse practitioner, so she's like super smart. And she is currently working on a COVID floor in her hospital. I am really excited that I was able to sit down and chat with her. She also serves on the worship team at church, and she's basically an all-around rock star. Her peaceful demeanor radiates a room, and she has a gift of bringing peace to any situation. And I think you will sense that peace from her when listening to her today. So let's quit lollygagging and get to it. Well, hey girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe-to-toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things, marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl, it's time to get up. Okay, so today I have my friend Melissa Panelbaker on the podcast. Hey, Melissa. Hey. I'm super excited you're here. Um, as you know, I'm doing a couple of little interviews just kind of during this crazy season that we're in with all this COVID going around, you know, COVID's out there lurking behind yeah. every bush, I feel like. Um, that's what we're saying right Right. so i i wanted to have you on because you're a nurse i am and you're also in grad school to be a nurse practitioner right which is really cool um and so i know that right now your world has kind of been flipped upside down with covid and now you're working on a covid floor and so i just you know and we go to church together we both go to north point i know you're on the worship team with my husband and so um and i know your family and And just, and I know your heart. And so I wanted to have you on to just give us a perspective from the medical side of things and what you see and what you are walking through, Um, but also just from the faith side of things Um, and just a fresh perspective. I feel, this is just me personally, but just even on social media, I don't even like read the news anymore because I'm just like, oh God, it's overwhelming (laughs) for me. And it's just, it's heavy and... I know there's a lot of panic and a lot of hysteria, and I'm kind of fed up with it. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I If I can do a tiny little part of just bringing some encouragement and a fresh perspective, um, that's that's what I want to do here. So I would just love for you to kind of tell us, um, first of all, just like what your day-to-day let's start let's go back before covid <laughs> pre-covid <laughs> what what did your day-to-day as a nurse look like so before covid i worked
1: on the fast-paced med surge floor we'd have mm-hmm. our patients for about two days just dealt with a bunch of like little issues gallbladders heart attacks all of that that's what our majority of patients were mm-hmm. since covid our floor got turned into a covid floor that's all the patients we see now mm-hmm. gone from seeing five patients to two or three so that changed dramatically okay for good and for yeah, yeah, for not as good. But I, I am appreciative that they have reduced the amount of patients. That way we can truly care for those patients because yeah. they can change quickly. So that's yeah. where I am now. That's what okay. I was doing before. Uh, nursing has changed a lot. It was a lot of just bedside care and a lot of, you know, you can go in and out, in and out. Now mm-hmm. we can as much. Uh, we have the clothing that we have to wear every time we go in, and we have to make those times count. Yeah. So now when we're in there, we're in there for longer durations versus shorter durations.
0: Yeah. So what has that been like just, you know, and I know medical workers right now are, gosh, I cannot even imagine, like, I mean, y'all are, I think, I think people are so much more appreciative of y'all now, which I think is awesome. Um, And I've been seeing a lot of that on social media, you know, people like even, um, outside of hospitals and their cars and like on shift changes honking and it's like sign. Yeah. yeah, which just brings so much joy to my heart. Um, but I also know, and and as wonderful as that is, you know, when you go home at night and what, like, what has that been like just for you personally during this time?
1: So before this time, you go home and you can kind of leave work at work. Mm Nursing is a really cool career that when you go home, you can kind of just deal with everything in the car and then leave it there. Yeah. And it's not something that you just take home with you and think about, well, I didn't do that project or I didn't do that. It just kind of stays there. Mm -hmm. With this and everything that's going on, work can follow you home easier. It's on social media and it's everywhere Everywhere. that you look. Yeah. So it's been different for me in the season. How do I keep work at work and how does it not come home? Yeah. Um, So part of that for me has been not reading all the articles that show up on social media and just scrolling past it and even muting the notifications on Facebook for certain outlets that I know are going to give me that information. Yeah. That way I don't have to see it all the time and I can see fun things and things on my friends' posts versus things that would take me back to to where I work. And um, that has helped me a lot to keep work at work. And mm-hmm. not to bring that anxiety home because sometimes that workplace is full of anxiety. Those patients are really anxious. They don't have sure. their family. Oh they don't my have gosh. the support system that they're used to having. Yeah. And so you have to kind of provide that for them. And I'm so grateful that I have that opportunity to provide
0: that for them because you're their support system while they're there. You're here to yeah. see. I mean, you you're truly wearing a lot of hats for that patient. Yeah. Because you're kind of standing in as their family and, you know, being a support for them, but also like caring to their medical and health needs. And I mean, that's a lot to, to shoulder for one person. And it's bridging the gap between what their
1: family can still provide for them because their family can still talk to them. Yeah. But what their family would provide for them if they were there. Right. So we're providing a lot more physical needs than we usually would. Um, Usually family would come and help bathe them or we would bathe them, but they would be there and help provide like little things. Yeah. And so now we're doing that, which is, it's great. It gives me more opportunity to connect with patients
0: than I had yeah. before.
1: Learn more stories. Uh-huh. And be there for them more, which I love
0: Yeah, a lot. I, I bet that's I, a very unique experience that you get to have with yeah. with patients. I mean, in such a kind of gloomy time, you know, and then, but you get to connect on such a different level. Yeah. Right. And in the beginning of this, I was like a little bit panicked.
1: I was like, Well, there's a disease and I do not want the disease. Yeah. And then I had to kind of transition my mind and God has me. He's protected me. He's put me here yeah. on this floor for a reason. And so I can choose to be panicked when I come to work and focus on what's going on in my head, or I can give it to God and give these patients what he wants me to give them. And I can help relieve their panic. Yeah. And so kind of transitioning has been huge and important for me mm-hmm. because I can give them more than I could if I was focused on what was going on versus what they yeah.
0: need. Well, and I was just about to ask you, so it's funny you said that, um, because you said like these patients are coming in with a lot of anxiety of, oh my gosh, I've just been diagnosed with coronavirus. Am right. I going to die? You know, I mean Absolutely. like all these questions and now my family can't even come see me and all these different things. And so I, I was going to ask you, How how has that been for you? With kind of like you said, you know, at first you were kind of anxious, like, oh gosh, now I'm on a COVID floor, right? You know, but you can't walk into a room anxious, no, because your patient is going to pick up on that. So I was going to ask, like, how? What's that dynamic been like?
1: They're already anxious because they've been diagnosed with this disease that they're seeing on the TV, and it's awful and it's horrible, and yeah, just kind of transferring to them the reality of okay, this is not excellent that you have this disease and yeah things with it are going to be scary but we're going to work through them and giving them a detailed plan of like what the plan is mm-hmm helped a lot like this is what we're going to do and should you not be able to breathe good this is the steps that are going to happen that way they already know what's going to happen and it relieves some of that unknown because a lot yeah. of it is unknown yeah uh, and just letting them know hey I may not be in your room as often, but I can call and check on you. If you need something, you can call me and we'll have a conversation. So yeah. that's helped a lot.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I don't know because I don't know like the rules with this, but as a nurse, as an employee of the hospital, are you allowed to share your faith with the patients? Not
1: we're not prohibited from sharing faith, but we aren't supposed to initiate.
0: Okay. But if they ask you, right. hey, hey, Melissa, ask, are you a Christian? You
1: Then can we say, can okay. we can go that. And I think you can share so much faith just from action sure. rather than words. You can share from caring for them and being nice to them, smiling to them, which they can't see faces, but they can see your eyes and they can tell through your actions that you are not just trying to hurry with what you have to do and get out. You're trying to take care of them mm-hmm. and take time to be with them. So I think yeah. – that's the easiest way that you can show Jesus. You can't really yeah. speak as much unless they bring it up, uh-huh. which is absolutely great. And then you can. Yeah. But until that point, you can show Jesus. And I think they
0: can see a lot. I, I agree. I agree. And I think just as a Christian, I mean, you carry something different. You know, yeah. When you walk in the room, people automatically know something's different. For and sure. I think that's what what an honor for us that bear the name of Christian that we get to you know, I just think that's so cool how the, how the Lord just works like that. You don't even it have is. to open your it's mouth. Amazing. And like you said, they can't even see your your <laughs> smile, right. but they can see your eyes, you know, and um, that communicates a lot. Okay, so what, what have you seen with, like you were talking about, you know, you muted certain notifications and things on social media that would give you those articles and statistics. Right. Um, what have you seen being in the hospital and then what you see on media? So
1: in the hospital, we are seeing patients and we're seeing a greater number now than we were in the beginning, but we're still not seeing like, we're not overrun. We still have beds left. Mm -hmm. It's not that we have too many patients to meet needs. That's not the case at this time. I know in some other areas it is, and I'm strongly praying for them because that's a hard, that's a hard situation, but at least in our area in Shreveport and Bossier, Mm -hmm. we have enough needs and resources to meet these patients and we're not seeing as many patients as the media would kind of lead you to believe we're still seeing a bunch. Yeah. We have like 18 or 20 at max at this time where I'm at. Mm
0: -hmm. Doesn't
1: mean that we won't have more. Doesn't mean that we haven't had less. But that's kind of our average we're at right now. And we're seeing the sickest of the patients with the coronavirus in our cities. So that's about 10% of everyone that gets diagnosed. Most people that get diagnosed just go home and manage their fever and their cough and their shortness of breath and monitor that at home. Yeah. And most of them have been able to do that at home. That's amazing. Yeah. So the disease is, it's scary and it's there and people are saying, well, it's just the flu. And for some people it is. For some people, they just have symptoms like the flu. Some people's symptoms aren't even as bad as flu symptoms Mm -hmm. and some people are more severe. It just kind of depends on your body and the disease process. So I know it's important to keep healthy, to keep in the sun, take vitamins, yeah. Super important to keep hydrated and to keep your body in a condition to where if you get the virus, it'll be easier for it to fight. Yeah. But just because you get the coronavirus does not mean you're going to die. Right. There's not, like, it's not A and then B. Right. That's the end. <laughs> Nothing in the middle. Yeah. Because there's, there's so many people that are getting it and then they're recovering from it and it's not a fun process and they feel sure. awful. Yeah. Yeah. But just because you get it doesn't even mean you're going to be hospitalized. Yeah. So. I didn't even think about that. Right. And that, that's like a bunch of, if I get it, then I have to be, we're sending a bunch of people home mm, that get it. So, yeah. And then a lot of people that we're receiving as patients, we're helping with oxygen support um, in, in this situation. And some of them don't require as much as others. And some of them require a whole lot more support. Uh, but mm. just because you get diagnosed doesn't mean it's the end. Yeah, there's a whole lot in between,
0: mm-hmm. and um,
1: I think it's important also to not panic
0: in this yeah. time,
1: because panic is like the easiest thing to go to, especially when you're seeing all these news articles and you're Gosh. seeing all these conspiracy theories and you're seeing all yeah. these different different things out there. I think it's important to kind of keep your mind healthy. Mm-hmm. So for me, keeping my mind, mind healthy is muting things on social media because you don't really know where their source is yeah they're all kind of contradictory and don't don't line up to each other so just watching the Louisiana state statistics is what I do every now and then and our work will give them to us as well Mm -hmm. but limiting what I'm exposed to as far as media outlooks go and then just making sure I'm listening to good things, so good podcasts, yeah. and I listen to worship music every day before I go to work, mm-hmm. and I have my fight playlist, <laughs> that I listen to, <laughs> uh, and the blessings on there by Carrie Job and uh-huh. Carnes. and I love that song, and it's yep. it's just important to remind yourself who you belong to and what your mission is. Yes, before you go in. Yeah, and uh, I think it's important to do that every day. I use Psalms 91; it's on my phone. Uh huh. Two through four. And it's a declaration that I say to myself every day, and it just says, This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Mm. And I love it, and it's great. And I've read Psalms 91, you know, for years, but... Until this, I yeah. hadn't like stopped.
0: It takes a different angle yeah. now.
1: Yeah, I hadn't stopped and be like, "Oh, I'm protected from plagues," yeah. which is so helpful. And um, it's good to remind yourself every day that masks aren't your best protection. Yeah, that Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me significantly. Going into work and then just going into everyday life and kind mm-hmm. of changing your place, your mind from a place of panic to a place of kind of. I wouldn't even say encouragement, but like a place of safety and strength. Mm. And so it takes the fear and it disables it and allows you to like move on and do really incredible things.
0: Yeah. So I think that's amazing. And I love what you said about being healthy in your mind. Yeah. And I think I think that's I think that's where my biggest frustration comes from with um especially I'm really only speaking with believers because i I expect the world to act in fear, yeah, and operate in panic, um, but with believers, you know, I think and and i've I have really had to like check myself right with like, yeah, for sure, hey, Leanne, you <laughs> don't know maybe what they've experienced in the past, you know, or um with sickness or maybe coming close to maybe a doctor said they were they only had six more months to live, you know, um, I don't know what that's like, I've never had a diagnosis like that. Um, but I, I, and that's where I've really had to check my heart, um, because my frustration comes there is like, why are we feeding into the media? Like you said, we don't, we don't know exactly where that source came from, especially like on social media, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so I, I love what you said about, it's really important to be healthy in your mind. Why do you think the media focuses so much on the negative? Well, this situation, I think that the biggest driving factor is fear.
1: Mm-hmm. And so when you're like driving fear, then it just gets more sensational and more sensational because that's like that's how it goes. It just goes up. And I think people are playing off of their fear and worst case scenario. Yeah. Versus like reality. Mm-hmm. And God's got this. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that the disease isn't real. It for sure, sure. is real. I and there see have it every been day. worst case scenarios. Yeah. yeah. And there have been horrible, horrible scenarios. And it It is real, and it does exist, and we should social distance, and we should you know take appropriate procedures yeah. and precautions, but for sure, it's not as sensational as news outlets would lead you to believe mm-hmm. all of the time
0: all some the of time them are yeah. right
1: yeah, every you know, I'm not saying that all of them are wrong, some of them are right,
0: and I'm sure for you know because you you have you have a unique and all this is all medical professionals, I'm just sitting here with you, but you have a unique perspective on this because you you have the faith side but also you're in the science side every day (laughs) so you I mean like we were talking earlier before we started recording but um about all these you know uh antibody tests they're doing and and things that like we're moving forward yeah um and really incredible stuff that medical professionals are you know we have the most brilliant minds across the globe like all working together which is great it's amazing um, but you you get to see both sides of this thing, and which you know, most people don't. They're only seeing either what the media is saying or um, you know, or maybe some people are just totally disregarding the fact, like you said, so oh, it's just the flu, get over it, it's just the flu, you know right? So we have these two extremes. Mm-hmm. And so I think you being a balanced middle ground, um, which is why I wanted to talk to you, is really cool, just to kind of see glad we got to both sides yeah there's a whole bunch of ingenuity that this has brought out and honestly
1: the whole social distancing quarantine thing has made us kind of stop and slow down Mm -hmm. and reevaluate and I think that's powerful for us as Christians especially because that kind of draws the focus away from everything else that was going on and social activities and all of that back to the central focus of Jesus Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's been important for me, for sure. Yeah, it kind of made me stop and go. Oh wait, that's oh. not as
0: important as I thought it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, Turns I feel out. like
0: there's. I feel like there's been a lot of reevaluating that's gone on, uh, good and bad. Yeah. Um. But uh, so on that, in that vein, uh, what do you think the church as a whole is going to look like on the other side of this thing? I think it's going to take a little bit
1: longer than just our cases dying down for us to meet together, just for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. But. And do you think church will kind of resume as it has? And I think the church even now is picking up roles and responsibilities that it wasn't carrying before. Yeah. Like community was a thing, but it was a thing inside of like small groups and all of that. Mm -hmm. Now community has kind of branched out. I know, especially for me and my family beyond church and things like that, but like to neighbors in our neighborhood and people around us. And we did, you know, talk to them and did things with them before, but more like checking in on them and how are you and how is it going and. It's just, it's built more community with people that we aren't with at church all the time than we had before. Yeah. So I think the church is going to pick up more of a role of community, which we had before, and our church especially. Our church is super Mm -hmm. focused on that at North Point. But community outside of the bounds of what we usually,
0: usually have. I agree. I mean, honestly, and this is, I'm ashamed to say this, but... This is the most I've ever talked to my neighbors. <laughs> like, now my direct neighbors, I talk to a lot, but like down the street, right. you know, I mean, this is literally the most we've like ever interacted. And Philip and I were talking about that the other day. And I was like, you know, we've lived on this street for five years. That's really sad. Yeah. That we're like, Now we're just learning all this stuff about like, oh, I didn't know you liked that. Oh, I didn't know you were from there. I didn't, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, we've really dropped the ball here. And why did it take for now for
1: me to ask my neighbor next door, do you need anything from the store when I go to the store? Like, why did that take until now? I know. Because that's so easy to do. Uh Uh-huh. Like, how are you this month? Do you need some extra supplies? Because I have extra I can give you and you may not have that
0: right like why did it <laughs> why did it take in so i much? know <laughs> so, so i think there's a lot of reevaluation. some gears i think are shifting and yeah and i i just believe that the church is going to come as a whole i i agree with you on the community thing i think we're going to look at community different for sure um but man i just i don't know i have this gut feeling like the church is just going to explode it is and it you you see
1: that through all this social media i've seen people they're posting about a whole bunch of things that I've never seen profess faith mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I think because that's what they have to turn to at this time, I think the church is going to grow and it's going to be stronger and it's going to yeah. be bigger than ever. And I think that's part of why there's so much fear because the devil's trying to combat that and hinder that as much as he can. Yeah. And, and fear is
0: the way to do that. Yeah. that That is his game. Yeah. I agree. Um, Man, this has been so – I this has, like, given me such life. Okay, so my last question for you. Yeah. Is um, for you personally, for you and your faith, what has this done for you? Okay. So in the beginning, <laughs> I was really just
1: anxiety. It's it's there. And it's something that they're like, well, you shouldn't struggle. But that's not true. You're going to struggle with things. And you sure. have to kind of learn how to deal with them and work through them. And so in the beginning, I was fighting that a lot. And then through that fighting, I've just grown and been bolstered, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. like in my strength and very anti-anxiety, anti-fear, which is not something that usually happens. Mm-hmm. Usually I can fight it and it's gone, but this is like a power that's come through fighting through it, Yeah, which is so cool and I love that. So I've grown in in that area, but also it's given me a lot of time to kind of seek God and be with him more than I usually would because I'm not busy with all these other things. Yeah. They usually do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, there are necessities. There's school and then there's work and then there's family time and a lot extra God time. Yeah. Before I couldn't spend an hour, an hour and a half a day mm. with God and in his presence and now I can. Right. Which is amazing and I love that and it's grown my relationship and it's put me in a place where before I was kind of in like a nitty gritty working phase with God, like we're working through some issues and some things that he showed me that I needed to work through. Yeah, and it was like a growing phase, and it's like bursting out of that uh-huh. in this season because I have t- more time. Yeah, to work through those things and work on those things, and so this has been a huge growing season and a huge blossoming season, and I love that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I hope I hope that is I hope there's more stories like that. Yeah, I do. I pray that there's that we come out of this and, you know, God has spoken things and given us new dreams and new yeah. visions. And, um, even for pastors, you know, I, I had a interview, um, with my friend Shara, who she and her husband, um, are the lead pastors of Freedom Church, which is Amazing. right down the road from our church. Yeah. Um, and you know, even, that's my prayer even for like lead pastors is that they yeah. God in this time just gives them a new vision for their church. And, and I think that, I think it's happening for I think sure. It's, stirring because we're spending more time in his presence and he's going to give us new and
1: fresh things that we hadn't thought about seen before known about before yeah
0: Yeah. it's i mean as odd as as it sounds to say it's exciting it's so exciting (laughs) in a time where it's like oh what's gonna happen you know around the corner but um i don't know i just have this i just have this like god's doing something yeah yeah this and i my friend this was like two years ago a friend of ours um gave us this phrase, but tiptoe expectation, like a little kid on Christmas morning, you know, like tiptoes down the stairs and like wants to see what's under the tree. And that's kind of how I feel for the church and for for the, for believers that that's what this time is. Mm -hmm. It's this tiptoe expectation for us. Like, okay, God, what you about to do? Cause you're doing something, you know, none of this has come to a shock to God. None of it. And he's here. He's, he's moving. So. And it's preparation. It's the season of being
1: home and of growth. It's preparation for something.
0: Yeah, I agree. Something bigger. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It is. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, Excellent. for Thanks sitting for down me and come. Come. Yes, this was great. I feel so encouraged, and I hope, and I know that listeners will feel encouraged by um, just your fresh perspective and and your heart. So, thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yay. <laughs> Y'all, oh my gosh, how fantastic is she? I was so fired up after chatting with her and I hope you have felt a fire light in you too. Thank y'all so much for stopping by today. And hey, remember, the name of Jesus is greater and more powerful than any pandemic, any threat, and even above COVID-19. We love y'all, stay encouraged, and we'll see you soon.